0: Hello Locked On Race fans. The following episode was recorded before news of the passing of Race radio broadcaster Dave Wells. As Race fans, Kevin and, I, Kevin and I listened to many games uh, with Dave and Andy sharing the mic. On a personal note, I was a delivery driver during the 2013 season, and I followed most of that season in the car with Dave and Andy. Uh, they made that transition very smooth. From going to from the TV to to race radio, Dave had a very unique voice. Um, he was opinionated, but had arguments to back it up. He had a very good sense of, of acute imagery to make you know what was happening, and he was old school, but he was open minded. Uh, he was a really good one, and Race Nation was lucky to have him for so long. We send our condolences here. Uh, to Dave's family and friends. And if we can take something out of this is enjoy life and do not leave meat on the bone. Thank you, Dave.
1: Well, Ulysses spring training
0: is ongoing and several players have impressed us thus far. And that breeds competition, which we like to see early in spring training. A lot of guys hitting the ball well. And also, the hitting approach is going to change in 2023. So let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other podcasting platforms that are available. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram and send us an email, mailbag question, hot take, comment, concern, whatever it may be to lockdonerays at gmail.com. Speaking of that, Ulysses, we had terrific, terrific participation from those folks out there that want to be part of the annual Lockdown Rays Fantasy Baseball League.
0: Yeah, let's let's say thank you to everybody who uh who gave us their entries. Uh it is now closed. I uh, we did definitely <laughs> did not uh see the the outpour coming in and 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 it was really fast. So that yeah. that was really cool to see. And you guys are gonna have a good time with us during the fantasy league. So everybody, you haven't received an email yet, you will. Everybody that if you send something, you're gonna get something back. So don't you worry, just be patient.
1: Yes. And uh from the looks of it, uh just about everybody followed directions as we asked and requested. And what I really like is the fact that uh we've heard from some folks that have never reached out to us before and we have people from different parts of the country we have people internationally people of all ages and backgrounds so should have a very diverse mix of uh, race fandom the one issue I guess maybe not an issue but I don't know if we had any uh, female entrants. so maybe that can be a, a push for next year <laughs> Um. anyway uh, <laughs> We'll have to cut that out of the... the... Yeah, I'll cut that out. Yeah, we'll have to cut that out.
0: (laughs) Good. Okay. Minute two thirty. Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, Three,
1: (laughs) two, one. So, uh, thank you all for uh, reaching out to us, and we'll send those uh, invites uh, to the fantasy league relatively shortly. Um, So, besides that, there is of course uh, Ray's baseball discussion and action to get into and we are recording this episode on a Sunday morning. So we have not uh, seen or heard or evaluated the spring training game that is taking place on Sunday. But one thing just like last week that really, really piqued my interest um, was again um, the Rays, I believe played the Yankees over the weekend and there were 29 hits, 24 runs, eight walks, two hit batters, and an unfortunate injury delay for Taj Bradley, who, again, was just hit by a pitch or a comebacker. He's, he's going to be fine. It's not a Tyler glass now situation. And the game was played in just two hours and 56 minutes. So all of that activity, all of that action and still a ball game under three hours. This is what we have been pining for. More action, more activity, more excitement, more fun, and squeezing that in into a shorter time frame of a ball game. I love it. I gotta be frank.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're just cutting out, up the, the fat. I mean, we, you don't need to see no Garcia Parra stepping out every time and, and putting his gloves on and off. And and, that, and that's what you call baseball. Like that's right. That, that's not why we enjoy baseball. Uh, so, yeah. you know, what got you into baseball? It wasn't guys stepping out of the box. And- like you know guys taking 35 seconds to throw a pitch that that was not what got you into baseball. you know what got you into baseball a home run uh, or a stolen base yeah. or a, a a squeeze play you know depending on, on on your age you know that's what got you into baseball. so I'm glad that we're we're going to be able to see that more often. It's the pace of play that that they're that they're targeting it was going to be more action more often. so I'm with you that is lovely and if we go back into that specific game, 14 10, which actually sounds like a football score. It does, actually. Yeah, right. Um, A lot of competition that are hitting, man. I mean, Curtis Meade, friend of the pod, going deep twice in in a single game against the Yanks. That was nice to see. Josh Lowe, Aranda, and Luke Ray have hit the ball as well. Uh, Pretty good in spring training. So we had that conversation last Thursday of who's going to make it out of spring training. Uh, We put a poll, actually. Uh, on Twitter. And people are with you, man. People are with you. They, they do think it's going to be a Josh Lowe, Luke Rayleigh situation for the last two player spots. Um, not a lot of love for my Aranda, Luke Rayleigh combination. Um, right. I think people don't care about the logjam in mean, outfield. They just want the bats. That's fair. Um, so, you know, I think Aranda gives you a little bit more positional flexibility, even if the glove doesn't quite play. Yeah. But, I mean, if these are the guys that are hitting, then those are the guys that should be getting the spots.
1: Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, because I want to throw and add a little wrinkle and wrench into that possible equation of uh, the opening day roster. But, Ulysses, first, we have to tell you, uh, tell the audience about something called Built Bar.
0: Oh, and you know about Built Bar is that it's a delicious treat that doesn't have all the fat and calories. So you've got to try Built Bars now. We've told you this since the beginning, 100% real chocolate. Every single built Bar, that's real chocolate on them. And they come in unbelievable flavors like peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, whatever you desire, they have it. And now in 2023, you no longer have to wait until your uh, delivery comes in at Built.com. You don't have to wait for that. You can go to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream. Or you can also go to Sam's Club. And grab a 13-bar box with brownie batter or coconut puffs, whatever you desire, you will get. So remember, Build Bars are super healthy and delicious. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So if you want something healthy but delicious, you have to try Build Bars. So last week, and
1: you alluded to it on the poll of who's going to make the opening day roster, those position player spots, We've talked about luke rayleigh jonathan aranda josh low
0: um am i did i miss somebody low aranda mead low aranda and rayleigh uh, but we okay. also were talking about Bruhan, but not me so.
1: well that was last week but we didn't really mention mead and that's what i want to bring yeah. up is there any chance that he can make the opening day roster I, I know it's only spring training but he did have two very impressive bombs uh In the game, including a 443 foot blast to center. Uh, And here's the other thing you know, whether he makes the opening day roster or not, I mean, you should, as a Rays fan, not just because he's a friend of the pod, but um, absolutely be licking your chops at the potential of Curtis Meade. Let's remember, only 22 years old. And Mm -hmm. I think that power is still developing. I mean, he's what, six foot two and 180 pounds soaking wet. He's only going to get stronger uh, going forward. I mean, I just would like to see him when he turns 25, 26, 27 and see where he's going to be. And he may not have mentioned it in our last interview with him, but the first interview with him, you could tell how meticulous and focused and involved he is about his craft. I mean, charting virtually every pitch in at bat, and taking notes and looking at what went well, what went wrong, what I need to improve. Like this guy is legit. And I, if he just keeps yanking out bombs,
0: I wonder if maybe it's a sooner rather than later thing for him. I would love it. If he were able to make it out of spring training onto the opening day roster, I think that would be fantastic. Uh, And again, not only because he's a friend of the pod, but, because of all those intangibles that you're mentioning, too. Now, if I were a bad man, uh-huh. I would say no. Because the Rays are usually pretty conservative about giving that um, that opportunity for guys. And if we look at it objectively, I believe that he's only played the last 60 games in AAA. So, right. does he need a little bit more cooking? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think so, particularly. Especially what he's doing in spring training but maybe there are guys above him in their hierarchy that would need some more playing time yeah. again, like the Bruhans, Lowe's, uh, and, and Rayleigh and um, bruhan Did I say Brujan already? I think. Yeah. So. No, uh, you're the, the, fact that um, we're
1: forgetting Bruhan probably isn't a good sign for him going forward
0: <laughs> yeah. twice in, in, in three minutes. So yeah, I think there are guys above him, I, but he's doing what he needs to do, which is, make the, the decision very difficult for the race. That's exactly what you need to be yeah. doing. And that's what he said in the interview. He's like, I don't have to pay attention to anything else. I just have to keep doing my thing. I just have to work on my craft and that's it. And that's what he's doing. So good for him. I think he's going to make it very difficult. But I, if I were a betting man, I would say that he doesn't get the nod. But I don't know if you agree with that.
1: Yeah, I'd, as of today, I would agree with that. Does the same also apply to Taj Bradley? Because I'm seeing a lot of press pieces and a lot of scuttlebutt about him as well he's also working on that third pitch developing changeup, which you combine an 89 mile per hour changeup that brings like a sinker to his 98 mile per hour fastball and we keep hearing his name left and right is he a guy that could make the club out of spring training or it's one of those cases where he can you know post a 0.00 era for the rest of spring training but He's still going to be cooking in AAA for a little bit, assuming guys like Yanni Chirinos and Luis Patino don't suffer any setbacks or injuries.
0: Thank you for adding the last part. I I do believe that if if nobody gets hurt, I would I would feel even more comfortable uh, saying a uh, moment that that he will start at AAA than than Curtis Mead. Yeah, uh, Curtis Mead. There's like a a, a higher. Probability that he could make the opening day roster is not a high probability—but Tosh Bradley is way less than that, uh, because you got Torinos, uh, who who's there to step in. You you you've done the opener, so that you know you know that you can handle innings like that. You've got Josh Fleming. I know a lot of people have soured on Josh, uh, Luis Patino. I know a lot of people have soured on him as well. But there are options, uh, and even though his last three starts in AAA were really good for Tosh. The other nine were kind of a mixed bag of results, so you might want to just give him a go ahead, a triple A, and say, "Hey, what can you do for the next first two months?" And Kevin, this is yeah. the Rays. They are uh, financially uh, smart uh, at times, even though the fandom might not like it. Um, you got you got the super two to take care of you. You, you the, if you're the raise, you want to avoid that, and you want that extra year of control. Which means mm-hmm. that they have to wait around June-ish time, mid-June, to bring these guys up and and get that extra year of control, like they did with, like they did with Willie Adams, like they did with Wander Franco. So <clears throat> yeah. you have to do those things to take care of your long-term um, success, right? So that's why I think that's one of the biggest reasons why Mead and Bradley would probably not be on the opening day roster.
1: And adding to that i mean the rays recently got burned with randy rosarena's super two um eligibility by one you day. Know. so by one, by one, one day. day so something tells me that uh you know somebody in the finance department got a little slap on the wrist and they're going to <laughs> hey if we have to wait another week two weeks three weeks to call up Taj bradley or curtis mead I think that's something that could be considered and come down to. And, yeah. I mean, the possibility, too, if and when Curtis Mead and or Taj Bradley comes up, my hot take, my theory is that they're going to give that player or both of those players, try to lock them up for long-term contract extensions like they've done with so many other players that have had you know less than 100 days of service time. It's just about if they're willing to accept what is offered. Uh, we have more to discuss on this episode, but First, we have to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. It's as simple as that. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Ulysses, uh, I think you read the same article as I did as the Rays are trying to alter or provide a different approach as far as uh, their hitting goes this upcoming season as uh, from per Mark Topkin, uh, the Rays will employ a distinct change from emphasizing mechanics to focusing on swinging at better pitches. So I guess a simplification, if you will, in the focal point for the Rays hitters. Will this make any difference at all? Or will the offense still sputter as we've seen of yesteryear?
0: Well, let's hope so. But it's that old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> the offense yeah. was broke. It was broke. If you, if you saw 2022 and you were not frustrated, if you were not aching for more, then I'm sorry that that was your first year watching baseball. Um, that, that's because <laughs> that's yeah. not how offenses are supposed to to look, especially – a year after having the best franchise offense ever, uh, and you lose 200 runs, and it's so clearly a problem that Kevin Cash, Eric Neander, and Peter Bendix, after the wild card uh, sweep, they say we got to do something about the offense. We got to do something about the offense. Like that's how bad the offense was. People, don't 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 kid yourself. I know WRC plus they were 15th. That's like 101. mediocre. Mediocre is not good. Um, yeah. So they had to do something. They didn't get any at-bats. What they said was, was okay, how can we to do something? This is what the something is. It's not only hoping for breakthroughs, not only hoping for good health from their two best guys in, in Brendan Lau and Wander Franco, but also the hitting approach. Maybe simplifying. Maybe these guys were swinging at things that they didn't have to swing at because they were just thinking about mechanics elbow in or whatever it was that was being told by them. Um, and they were too much in their head. And what have we listened to in all these prospect interviews that we've done on on this podcast, which by the way, if you're on YouTube, they have their own playlist, go check them out. Um, they don't want to be overthinking at the box. They just want to see ball, hit ball. They don't want to be over up, be up there thinking about, uh, you know, quantum physics. Yeah. Maybe this is a better way of, of, of simplifying things. See ball, hit ball. Like what is a good pitch that I can do damage on? What is a pitch that I can lay off of? Um, those are the types of uh, types of things that they should be thinking on at the box.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's just being able to reinforce that because if you're focusing on mechanics and elbow in and whatever it is during the course of a season, the grind of a season, I mean, you're already lost. You're already screwed at that point. I mean, as a golfer, it's the same thing. It applies. It's just, you know, if you're at the tee box thinking about 50 different things and, and what you needed to do, I oh mean, I, I looked at that video and, and, uh, this is what I need to do with, um, my, uh, my forehand. And I need to have this stance. And it's like, no, you just gotta simply grip it and rip it sort of approach. Yep. And with the players, I assume it's something, Hey, what's in your wheelhouse. Is it a pitch down and in focus on pitches down and in and mm-hmm. lay off pitches that, you feel like you can't attack or can't do damage to. So I think that's smart at just kind of reinforcing and focusing on that. And to me anyway, I mean, I'm not an expert by any means, but you know, the, the mechanics and major, uh, major structural change to your swing that, that all has to occur in the off season and you have to see if it works in spring training. And if it doesn't, oh, well it's going to be a a tough long grinding season i mean we we, we've heard it and seen it with brandon lau like he's always tinkering is he not and he goes through some of these major slumps as well Um, and then he figures it out and then something gets lost or he gets hurt and then it becomes a problem all over again so i think that at least just that message point you know whether it works or not just you know basically telling the the hitters not to to focus too much or or not to think too much when you're at the box can, can certainly help them going forward. Now, as far as the offense goes, um, in just thinking about this a little bit, I don't know how much more, you know, well, I think the Rays will absolutely score more runs than they did this past season. Um, can't be much sure. worse than what they had, but I think what should help them a lot is these rules changes with the, bigger bases with the limited pickoff attempts with the pitch clock. I mean, this should, I would think be the year of the base runner, the year of the athlete, the year of the offense, because pitchers, especially pitchers that have been in the major leagues for quite a while and and don't have exposure to all these rules changes that were put forth in the minors. It's going to be like drinking from a fire hose. I mean, they've got a lot that they have to focus upon and deal with and think about and let alone when you have a, a Josh Lowe or a Manny Margot or Wander Franco or Randy Rosarena on base on first or second and they're thinking about breaking for third or or taking that bat, uh, taking that bag or, or challenging you or taking a long lead off. I think this is these rules changes I think are going to be a net, net, net benefit for the Rays. Again, we may not see a ton of extra power. I, I wouldn't expect, you know, many 30 homer guys in the lineup, but I think the runs will increase just based upon these rules changes and the aggressiveness that the Rays should and, and would deploy.
0: Conspiracy theory here. Okay. We yep. all know that the front office is really smart. We all know that. We also know that it was really odd that they were running themselves into outs last year and they never did anything to clean that up. Yeah, it got mm-hmm. better maybe August and September and a little bit, of, you know, in October, it didn't have to be cleaned up because there weren't a lot of base runners uh, in, in, during the playoffs, but um, it did get cleaned up somewhat. But conspiracy theory here, they knew that the bases were going to be bigger. Were they trying to get some internal data Yeah, to see how many of those outs would be safe next year and get the guys to be accustomed to be going more often than not because they're going to be asked to be going this year more than they've ever had. So, yeah, last year was their, like, spring training throughout the season of how we're going to be running the bases in 2023 and on. It's my conspiracy theory uh, because – it doesn't make sense that a smart coach, uh, that a smart coaching staff, that a really smart front office, and that really athletic and capable athletes did horribly in yeah. one category of the game. So that's my conspiracy theory. If you agree with me, let it down, let, uh, let it be known down in the if you think I'm crazy. Also, put it in the comments. I want to. I want to hear you guys. Yeah, I
1: think there's something to be said for that. Also, just maybe desperation because Brandon Lau and Wander Franco and others were out of the equation. But I think there is something to be said for that. I know that. Uh, I think it was John Romano who put together some really good statistics. Actually, might have been Topkin. I don't know. Somebody from the Tampa Bay Times. But the International League, their uh, success rate in stolen bases, um league wide increased from 75.7% to 78.7 or 78.8% also steel attempts increased in AAA in the international league from 1.95 to 2.4 from 2021 to 2022 when the rules changes were implemented. So, and, uh, there was a really good, uh, quote or insight from Josh Lowe on how he would attack and really showcase some gamesmanship on stealing bags or trying to steal bags or at least just get the pitcher out of sync. I mean that much can you get a pitcher out of yeah. out of sync and thinking too much and focusing on the runner before you know it, you have a meatball down the middle of the plate and whoever's exactly. at bat can take advantage. So um, speaking of that. Um, do you have a estimation or a guess as to who will lead the Rays in stolen bases? I didn't even mention Jose Siri as one of the potential top runners on the team, nor did I mention Taylor <laughs> Walls. But you've got Randy, you have Vidal, you have Franco, you have Margot, you have Lowe, you have Jose Siri, you have Walls. Um, Any of those come to mind as, hey, this guy is going to lead the team in bad. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm going to go with El Rayo, Jose Siri, because... Uh, what the little we saw of him last year, uh, it the speed impresses. The speed uh-huh. is legit. It's it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's going to, to be really fun to see him with these bigger, bigger yeah. bases. The pickoff rule, uh, if if somebody tries to pick him off twice, is he going to try to extend that lead and then and then go for it? Uh, that that's going to be really really cool to see. So, no, I, I think hands down, it has to be him if. The there's no injuries obviously. I think Randy have the most attempts cuz we know how Randy likes to go. Uh yeah. but I think Siri's going going to chat that crown.
1: Yeah, and then uh you know just as far as, you know, this maybe being the year of the offense in addition to the stolen bases, I mean, the pitch clock violations, that can that can really really hurt a pitcher and then you've got mm-hmm. the issue of balks. I mean, this is stuff that we're seeing in spring training. I don't know if it's an accident that you know the other night we saw a 14 to 10 game. So sure. uh for um for spring training. So uh there it is. Uh I think that's uh, pretty much everything. One one last thing I do want to mention. I, I did see this. Um so just a quick estimation here. First pitch honors on opening day will be handled by a former race player. Do you have an educated guess as to who that will be. I
0: don't know if it's educated, uh, but I would go has to be somebody if they're doing the 25th, has to be somebody big. Uh-huh. Uh that possibly lives in Florida. I go BJ Upton. Oof.
1: No, nope. I I think I, I am about ninety-nine point nine nine eight percent confident that i know who it wow. is and who it should be and is you sure you mentioned it no um so 25th anniversary right uh-huh who was on that inaugural season and who was recently inducted wow. into the rays hall of fame wade boggs he also lives in tampa that's who gotcha. i've got okay to that's, me it's that's, either that's wade more... boggs yeah, yeah wade boggs or fred mcgriff McGriff also on the inaugural team, but I think Wade Boggs is more appropriate at this And than maybe next year, whenever the next opening day is after Fred McGriff has been officially inducted into the baseball hall of fame, then that's when he can make that uh, first pitch. So if it's mm-hmm. not Wade that's Boggs, I will be, yeah, yeah. I'll be terribly, yeah. terribly shocked. So yeah, in fact, it should be something on, uh, on FanDuel. That should be one of the prop bets. Cause I would empty out <laughs> my bank account to, to put a, a Wade a Boggs uh, wager there, they better have a lot of uh, fried chicken and uh, beer available <laughs> yeah. at the ready. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, there we go. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now, make your second listen the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.